0: What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon, and this is episode thirty-two. And this is actually going to be a really powerful episode. This is something that I put together a little while ago. I know I say that a lot, and it's because it's the truth. I plan out everything in, in the, like you know, at once, and and it's like a, a strategy for multiple episodes back to back to back to back, based on things that I think make sense together, batched in you know a week at a time, 2 weeks at a time, 3 weeks at a time. But anyway, today's episode is all about something that I call the four truths about creating the right mindset for fitness goals. All right, now these four truths are things that in general I ask myself continuously now. It's it's actually like a completely autonomous process. I don't even think about it, but uh, it wasn't like that in the beginning. And these four things, they're basically questions that I'm always monitoring about myself. Things, four things about myself and my mindset and my actions that I'm always monitoring and making a determination as to whether or not the things I'm doing are mapping to my goals. And at the same time, um, there are four things that I, I run back to back to back to back continuously throughout the day, every day, always and forever, to make sure that I'm thinking about the big picture and not the short term and you know the the thing that I randomly thought about that day. I don't I try to make that as important as the big picture goal. So but before I jump into all this, I do want to encourage you if you haven't already, if you're new to the podcast, to go back, listen to the first three episodes Episode 0, our launch episode, and 1 and 2, they tell a little bit more about me and the podcast and the brand Strength of Body and Mind and the brand Sobam Gear Company, how they play together and what they're all about. But in general, just so you know, the, the reason that that name was chosen and the reason that this exists is because the core thing that I believe deep down more than anything else is that we... And by we, I mean you, me, everybody, people, we have a mind-body connection that is way deeper, way stronger, way more intact, and way more responsive than most people think and that most people take the time to understand or even give thought to. And I believe that that mind-body connection is what drives us to become the most confident, most uh, self-empowering and driven people to not only achieve our fitness goals, although that is kind of the focal point of this, uh, but just to become better and more powerful and more successful people in our lives. So that's, that's really what it, what it means, right? And there's a cycle there that I believe also that the more you complete and achieve and succeed at uh, smaller short-term goals, micro goals, if you will, the more you do that the more confidence you build in yourself to be able to continue to do that and as it pertains to fitness the more smaller short term things that you are able to achieve you fuel a or i guess you can say you fill up you continue to 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 make deposits into like this confidence tank this self belief self drive self empowering self esteem tank that is a mindset based thing and that just continues to persuade and empower you to continue to succeed and achieve more fitness micro goals. And as you continue to achieve and succeed in more of those, you continue to fuel that confidence, that self-drive, self-belief. Now, I believe this wholeheartedly, and I believe that everybody has the ability to do this and not enough people do. And it is totally a mind and body thing, not one or the other exclusively, but those two things together. So uh, that is what we're all about. Now, again, this episode, episode 32, this is all about the four truths. I made up these four truths, but I believe them to be truths. These four truths about the creating the right mindset for fitness and staying on track with that right mindset. But it's really about creating the right mindset. And what I want to open up with here is the difference between motivation and inspiration and the source of motivation and inspiration. Because it's very, very easy to get motivated. If you've ever heard of motivational speakers, you know what their intent is. Their job is to get on stage and motivate somebody, to get them pumped up, to get them psyched up, to go and do something. Usually it's uh, in their own business, or usually it's a motivational speaker that was hired by a company to speak to their staff, to get their staff pumped up. So they go and work harder. So the ROI there is evident, right? The corporation pays money to the motivational speaker. The motivational speaker comes in, he talks to the entire staff, he gets them pumped up and then they go and they produce at 110% productivity for the next month or something like that. Uh, that's motivation and motivation's great it's cool. You know, it's, and you can draw motivation from a lot of places. You can be motivated by somebody's overly outward attempt to motivate you. Okay. Uh, but that's not inspiration. All right. Now I think that a lot of motivating sources in fitness are a lot of YouTube celebrities and, um, I guess fitness athletes in general. So there's obviously athletes, In sports, but there's also fitness athletes, which are like fitness professionals, either physique or bodybuilding or something like that. And they are able to motivate people very, very easily because obviously they look great. Okay. So visually you have that. And a lot of times when they talk, they talk about something that they had to overcome or they talk about how anybody can do anything kind of stuff. Now that is empowering and that is motivating and for some it's inspiring but not for others. And what I mean by inspiring, I'm talking about inspiration here. Inspiration is when people they don't just get pumped up for a few minutes, they get truly inspired and it's usually a deeper level connection to the person that's that's putting that out, okay? Being inspired is when you no longer are just temporarily pumped up, but you're inspired at a high high level. And you have a deep connection to that end goal, right? So you're inspired and uh, inspiration creates internal motivation and inspiration creates internal drive. But without that true inspiration, you'll never really be able to continuously and consistently have that motivation. You understand? Motivation comes in spurts. It's a short term thing. Inspiration is long term. Inspiration is something that you have to build based on what is around you. Okay. You, you put together that inspiring nucleus based on sources. It's based on what you're exposed to. So when I talked about YouTube celebrities and fitness celebrities and athletes and physique models and things like that, bodybuilders, powerlifters, whatever, um, they can be both. Okay. But you know, regardless that they can be both, not everyone interprets their message in a way that allows them to draw both things from those people. Um, so when it comes to, again, inspiration, that's something that you, I believe that you and everybody has to build based on what they're exposed to. Okay. Uh, now when it comes to fitness, I truly think that motivation's not enough. And so staying motivated based on something you're told temporarily is not enough because it's not long-term. It's not consistency. Okay. Now, what I think is motivating is, uh, crash diets, um, short-term workout plans that are guaranteed to get you a six pack in 30 days, uh, for, for you ladies out there, you know, a booty building program that's going to give you the, the booty that you want in three weeks with 20 minutes a day in your living room with no equipment. All right. That's motivating. The reason it's motivating is because it's a sales pitch. Even if the program is free or the diet is free or whatever that thing is, it's free. Uh, it's still a sales pitch and it's an attention sales pitch. You know, so if it's if that type of thing comes across your feed somehow in the form of content that is free and it's in your Pinterest feed as a as an infographic, or if it's in your Facebook feed as an ad and you click on it and it's a free ebook, you know, those people want that attention, which is why it's there, it's why it's available, it's why it's free. And not everyone has the best intent deep down. They want to share this stuff because they want you to click on it so that they can get some sort of incentive, whether that's an email address or whatever, uh, sales pitchy type stuff. Now I kind of <laughs> went off a little bit there. Uh, but my point is, and I, and I think it is clear. It is pretty much there is that something that sounds too good to be true like that. It always is. All right. And They are there, like I said, with the intent to get something from you, but also to motivate you because if they can motivate you to do something, you know, that may in turn drive you to come back to that source and pay it back in whatever format that is. It also may motivate you to share it, to share that content with somebody else. And then that person could turn around and come back and, um, provide a return and ROI on that originator of content. Either way, uh, you know, the the point is motivation comes in a lot of forms and anything that's sales pitchy like that is usually going to be written in a form that's going to motivate you. And I don't agree with that. Not because I think dieting is necessarily bad, although I think crash diets are not a good idea. Not because I think uh, workout plans are bad. I think workout plans are great, although (laughs) most of them that are set up like that, uh, I don't think really work. It's because it's motivating you with the wrong message. It's motivating you with this message. That's not real, first of all, but it's also motivating you with the message that hard work isn't really necessary and that sacrifice isn't necessary and consistency isn't necessary. And that training with purpose isn't really necessary. And because those things aren't there, they never work. Think about a crash diet. Think about a diet like, you know, I don't know, a detox diet that's like three weeks long or 10 days long, and you can only eat like 500 calories a day, and you're supposed to drink four gallons of water or something with like Lowry sea salt in it or whatever it is, seasoning salt, like some weird thing like that, because I know those are out there. Think about the reality of that for a moment. Think about how ludicrous that sounds. Do you think that you are going to be able to, if you're listening to this, you probably don't think that, which is cool because I don't think I draw those types of people to my podcast, but you know, just in general, I want to talk about this. So any of those crash diets, right, they exist for a a whole bunch of different reasons. But if you think about it, like what, what kind of bullshit is that where I can take this diet, I can follow it for 14 days and I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to get a six pack or, you know, some 15 minute home workout that I do twice a week is going to give me like this beautiful body that I've always wanted that most people need to work for years to get. What? What is that? How How do people even, how are they okay presenting that content? Because it's clickbait, right? So a lot of people are going to click on that. A lot of people are, are going to want to hear that because it's sales pitchy and it's motivating. All right. They hear that and they hear they can do all this stuff and then they get motivated to go try it. Okay. Now, if you've ever known anybody that's ever tried any of these, most of the time, I, I would actually argue all the time, I don't know anyone that hasn't experienced this, but most of the time, those people are going to try that diet or that workout plan or whatever that detox for two to three to five days or something. And then they're going to quit because it sucks because it's miserable and it's not something you can keep up long-term, right? And it still continues to, to exist, but that is motivation, Okay, that's the punchline here. That's a form of motivation. It's motivation through a message, motivation through imagery, motivation through creative. Now, I want to talk about inspiration and how it has to be grown. Okay, I've already talked about the difference between motivation and inspiration, but take this type of thing, for example. What if you're following an athlete? doesn't matter who it is, or a physique model, or a bodybuilder, or a powerlifter, someone, anybody who has anything to do with fitness that you look up to. Okay. Maybe you look up to them at first solely because of the way they look and you can see yourself having a physique like that. And, and you're thinking, wow, that, that person really has an ideal physique. In my opinion, I would love to look like that, or I would love to look similar to that. And that draws you in to start following that person. What if you did that and you followed that person and you found out that that person used to be obese or that person got in a car accident and broke like 35 bones or something and was in a wheelchair and was told that they would never walk again or something like that. What if that person had such a long string of hardships through illness, family issues that they mentally never thought that they would crawl out of that and get themselves into the shape that they're in and to top it all off, not only get in the shape that they're in, but be able to share that message. What if you were able to connect with that person and hear about those hardships, and then hear how they crawled out of it, and then hear how they continue to struggle day in and day out, and then be able to develop internally inspiration because you realize that your problems are either something similar, and they were able to do it, so you should be able to do it kind of thing, or that your problem's pale in comparison, because that also happens. I mean, what if what if that's it? Just paint yourself in that picture for a moment slowly over time, as you're exposed to the story and you're exposed to this person and their message, you start to draw and continue to build on inspiration. And that inspiration stays with you because now you have a goal that is now realistic and you become inspired by somebody else who's done it. Okay. You can't be inspired by a motivational speaker whose job exists solely to pump you up, okay? But you can be inspired by somebody who wants nothing from you other than your ear for a moment to hear their story about how they came from whatever horrible scenario they were in to rising up and out of that into a much better situation, one that you now look up to. Okay, that's a form of inspiration. That's being inspired by something. And you can draw inspiration by the way from even in fitness from sources that aren't fitness related. You can draw inspiration from anything, but it comes down to connection. Okay? Now, what does this have to do with the four truths of developing the right mindset for fitness? Well, the four truths that I'm about to talk about are directly tied to being able to continue to build inspiration because the other thing that builds inspiration, and I would argue that this actually builds inspiration internally to all of us way more than any external influence. And that is ourselves. We can become inspired by ourselves and continue to inspire ourselves over time to do amazing things. Now, when it comes to fitness that is what drives transformations, okay? A good coach, a good trainer can get somebody moving, but a good coach, the best coach, the best trainer cannot do the work for a person, okay? It also, that that coach and that trainer cannot inspire a person solely by themselves to do the thing, right? To lose the weight, to build the muscle, to get the cardio in shape. All of that stuff has to be something that happens as a result of internally built inspiration. All right. Boot camps that are ran literally like boot camps will never produce the same result as someone who wants it and somebody who has built up the inspiration internally to drive themselves to actually achieve it. Okay. So let's jump into these four truths. Okay. And these are not in order, but these are something that again, need to be periodically checked. Now I'm going to explain after the fact how I started incorporating these and how it has become an autonomous on its own type of process after several months and years of doing this. Okay. Number one, understanding that results are process driven. Okay. What do I mean by that? Look, any result that you want in fitness is not going to happen on accident. Okay. I talk about training with purpose. All right. Training with purpose. It means obviously what it sounds like you have to be purposeful, but you know, what it really means is that you need to instill processes. Part of that purpose, right, is, is achieved by following a process. It doesn't happen on accident a process has to be put in place. That process is going to look like a nutrition plan. That process is going to look like a training plan. A process, if you're building muscle, is going to look like incorporating hypertrophy methods, incorporating progressive overload, making sure you're hitting your accessories, You know, probably hitting some compound lifts, right? things like that. Um, all of that stuff is Part of the process, and that process is going to be what actually gets you there. If you mindlessly train, if you mindlessly eat whatever, it's never going to get you there. Okay. Number two, patience is by far the most undervalued asset. Nobody has patience when it comes to fitness when they first start. The only people that seem to develop patience in fitness are those who are able to actually get what they want. <laughs> they were actually able to get the success and the results that they want because. It is so difficult. It is incredibly difficult for human beings to do something day in and day out and expect a result and not see it right away. It actually borderlines on insanity a little bit because that textbook definition of insanity, if I think I have this right, is uh, doing things over and over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Well, Training actually teeters on that edge. It's in that gray area because you do the same thing. You go to the gym every single week, you know, five, six days a week or whatever, and you train and you eat right and you don't see a change. You expect a different result every week. Deep down, even if you tell yourself you're not going to see any change for a month or two months or three months, you still deep down subconsciously expect a result and you don't see a result every week. You look the same week in and week out for a long time you're growing. Like I've talked about in the past, you grow nanometers and millimeters and micrometers at a time. You don't grow centimeters and inches. So you never really see that change happen dramatically. So if you, if you train all the time and you're eating perfectly, but you don't see a change, it's so difficult to stay in that, that process mode and to continue to have patience but that is the most undervalued asset because that is the thing that'll actually get you there is committing to the process. I talked about that in the past as well. So that's number two. Number three, consistency, All right? This is by far the second most undervalued asset. Patience is number one because people get patient and they quit, right? And they may quit that routine, but they'll still work out or they might quit that diet or that, that nutrition plan, but they'll still try to eat right. They just change it up. Well, here's the thing. Consistency is like the cousin to patience. So not only do you have to be patient that it's going to take a long time, but you have to stay consistent throughout that entire process. And I, I can't say this enough. If you are tracking your macros and you are training properly and you're doing all the right things, but you aren't consistent with it. Like if you are really good one day and then you're way off the next day and then you're good for three days and then you're way off for two days straight, that is going to violate the entire process to the point where it's not going to work. Okay. Now that's the truth. Consistency, however, will get you there, right? And consistency, I will tell you this too. Consistency drives patience. If you're consistent, you will actually have a much easier time being patient because you know it's easier to tell yourself that what you're doing is working when it's already hard to stay consistent. Let me try to explain that a different way. If you're consistent in your nutrition and you're consistent in your training, some days that's going to be hard. Some days it'll be easy, but a lot, you know, some days it's going to be tough. You know, you're going to want to eat something that you, you probably shouldn't, or you're not hungry. This happens too. You're not hungry, but you know, you need to eat another meal. Um, when you do that, it feels fulfilling because it feels like work. And because it feels like work, it's easier to stay patient because you think you did something that maps to that goal. Okay. So consistency actually drives patience, And that is number three It's being consistent. Uh, number four, everything. And I mean, everything needs to be done with purpose. Okay. Everything needs to be thoughtful. You need to be thoughtful about everything you do, um, from your activity level. If you're going out, are you going to drink, you know, you're gonna drink a lot of beer or something like that. Like, are you going to, what's your nutrition strategy for the week? It doesn't have to be this big elaborate thing that you spend six hours putting together, but it does need to be something that you're thoughtful about. You need to give it a few minutes. Think about it. You know, Think about who you're going to be hanging out with this weekend. What what, what, do, what are you probably going to eat? What are you not going to eat? How should you eat prior to hanging out with that person to make sure that whatever you're doing doesn't make your social life completely boring and, you know, with uh, no ability to have fun, like you need to be thoughtful about everything. What's your training plan? You shouldn't go to the gym without knowing what you're doing before you get there. You know, at least a little bit, have a good plan. I'm going, I'm going to work out my legs. So I should probably do, I don't know, squats. I should do some front extensions, some hack squats, maybe some lunges. You have to think about it, right? Be thoughtful, have a purpose, train with purpose, eat with purpose, do everything with purpose. Are you drinking enough water? All right. Do that with purpose, do everything with purpose. So these four truths, again, understanding that results are process driven. That's number one. Number two, patience is by far the most undervalued asset. You have to be patient. Number three, consistency is the second most undervalued asset. That is the baby cousin to patience. And number four, everything that you do needs to be done with a purpose. No mindless decisions. Everything has to be done with purpose. Think about what you're doing before you do it. Now, these four things, they actually they're like principles, truths, right? They do work. They do work extremely well and I give this advice to everybody that I talk to who's learning from me how to train and how to eat right and how to get whatever physique they're after. Uh and and I basically have them do this, okay? I have them think about these four things periodically throughout the day. Like is what I'm doing right now uh is this is this Um, is this bound to me being patient? Okay. Does this map to my consistency? Right. Is what I'm doing purposeful right now? Is this what is what I'm eating? Is this something that I planned? Right. And I just ask myself these questions several times throughout the day. And, and I make sure that, you know, if the answer to that is no, for example, um, is what I'm doing, is this an indication that I'm being patient? And if the answer to that is no, like if I feel like I'm rushing something or if I feel like I'm, if I'm trying to shortcut the process, then I stop and I correct myself and I, you know, I get myself back in check. Now, all of these questions, they should be asked every single day. And if that requires you to write them down on a whiteboard and look at that whiteboard or write them down on a notepad app on your phone and look at that five times a day and set an alarm in your phone to go off five times at period at like different, you know, periodic times to, you know, with an alarm that pops up that says, Hey, uh, check your four truths notepad or something like that. Then that's what you got to do. Okay. And when you check those, it brings you back to earth because it's very easy to drift off, especially at first. But I'll tell you right now, after time, after a period of time, however long, it's different for everybody. Uh, could be a month, could be six months, a year. All of this will take place in the back of your mind. You won't even think about it. You will be course correcting yourself continuously without even thinking about it. It's like this perfect feedback system and it keeps you on track, keeps you from getting derailed. And the best part is your goals actually start manifesting is reality that actually starts happening. Okay. So I find myself asking, whether or not I'm living in the mindset constantly that these truths create for me, right? I'm always asking myself that, and I don't have to think about it anymore, right? It's completely second nature. So I want to go over these one more time before we wrap it up here, okay? Number one, and again, these are the four truths, the four principles, the four guidelines that if you follow day in and day out, day in and day out, that they will create the right mindset for you to actually achieve your fitness goals, okay? You know, this is the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. So we talk about the body and the mind, right? Now, this is a this is going to air on a Thursday. This is a mindset episode. But even if it wasn't, even if we were having this conversation in person, I would tell you this exact same thing, right? As we're sitting across from each other drinking a cup of coffee or something, I would tell you, look, you know, Mindset drives your actions and your actions actually provide energy for your mindset. And one of the things about performing the right actions is making sure that your mindset is set up right. And it's not that complicated. I talk about it sometimes make it seem like it's complicated, but it's really not. And just like anything else in the world that needs to operate at a certain performance level there has to be some kind of guidelines or some kind of governing rules or something that keeps it in check to keep it moving, right? To keep it operating at a certain pace. And in this case, these four truths, these four principles are very, very, very effective at keeping your mindset like continuing to stay formed and also to keep operating at that tempo that you need it to in order to achieve those fitness goals. Okay? So again, number 1, understanding that results are process driven. Number 2, patience is the most undervalued asset. Okay? 3, consistency is the most under the second most undervalued asset. This is the cousin to patience. They're almost tied. Uh, but they're not, they have to be separate. And number four, everything that you do has to be done with purpose. Everything that you do has to be done with purpose. Okay. If you follow these four things and you make sure that if you ask yourself whether or not you're doing them, if the answer is no, if you fix it, so the answer is always yes, I promise you that will be a substantial step forward, substantial. Okay. That will take you to that next level, whatever that is. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of this. I think this message is extremely important because this is literally the strategy that I use day in and day out to make sure that I am on track and that I don't drift off and that I course correct and that I don't become derailed. And so many people I know use this or a variation of this, but it all comes down to the same core. And that is those four things that I talked about. So make sure you incorporate those today. Now, I also want you to share this with a like-minded friend, someone who has a fitness goal that they're struggling to meet. And I want this message to be put in their ear so they actually hear it and hopefully put it into practice. And also, if you guys haven't subscribed or reviewed the podcast yet, I would really appreciate that. It's free and um, it would take you probably about 90 seconds. And it would honestly mean the world to me. I'd really appreciate it. So you can do that on iTunes. Just go over there, leave me a review and make sure you subscribe. And again, guys, um, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your support. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Don't forget, train with purpose. See you.